Get your vaccine. Get your vaccine. Get your vaccine. Get your vaccine. How we gonna beat it if we don't get your vaccine? Have to put our mask back on. Put that needle in your arm. Hello and good evening. My name is Josh and I'm joined as always by Aaron and Bob. With folks who help you find the method of the madness, reason in the unreasonable and make sense out of nonsense because this is okay. Hear me out. Aaron and Bob, how y'all doing this evening? Very good. How are you, Aaron? I'm doing great. Dude, that, that bitch looks insane. You know what I thought of the second I saw her, dude, you give like the AOC crazy eyes. It's just that scene in Jaws where he's like, oh, when she comes at you, she's got lifeless eyes, black eyes, like a doll's <laughs> eyes. <laughs> Jesus. Funny enough, she actually does impersonate AOC on, on TikTok. So. Oh, is that what she does? Yeah. Wow, yeah. TikTok sounds like a great pl- great place. It can nope. be. Nope. I know you're making fun of me. <laughs> No, nope, I fucking love horrible. that platform. I get more useful information from that than I will ever get from like a network station. Okay. Okay. Not that song in particular, <laughs> but useful information. I got another I really informative TikTok video for you later, Aaron. So if if anyone out there has uh, information that they think is possibly more useful than what Aaron finds on TikTok, how can they get it to him? Uh, that's, oh yeah, the voicemail. <laughs> I was, i sorry, I was, I was blanking out no. because I was like, I was trying to think of what things I learned about on TikTok <laughs> and I learned that Royal Rife existed on TikTok and that shit was really interesting to me. Oh, great. Okay. You, you cured, TikTok cured cancer. Tried to. Then they shut it down. Replaced it with AOC wanna, lookalikes doing, uh, deranged kazoo, uh, solos during vaccine songs jeez uh so yeah if you would like to call into the show call in at 1-833-666-911 that's 1-833-666-911 fuck <laughs> zero nine yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fuck i did it so perfect i did it more perfect than i've ever done it i still haven't fucked it up once <laughs> Make sure to end all your voicemails uh, by saying hashtag I stand with Royal Rife. Uh, so we know like that it's it specifically pertains to useful information in this show. Or, you know, you, you don't have to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just want people to say hashtag out loud. It, oh, okay. <laughs> Trying to be uh, do you guys remember the Hindenburg? That's what I want to talk about today. <laughs> right into it. Oh, yeah. Of course the, I remember the Hindenburg. The blimp that... That caught on fire, exploded, killed everyone on board, and it was a it was a tragic lesson for all of humanity that blimps are just not, you know, useful means of commercial transportation. I, I never knew black and white footage could look so good. <laughs> oh, dude, it's like the one of the original false flags caught on video. It's amazing. Not that they didn't burn a blimp, but it's real sketchy. Plus, like. Go go on. Okay, so this blimp, this gigantic blimp, a Nazi blimp, is coming into port in New Jersey and explodes into fire, into flames from its hydrogen tanks, 
catching fire. Just boom. And it in like six seconds is incinerated to ash. And the whole frame is collapsing in on itself. And it falls to the ground. And you see like a bunch of people walk out of it. And it's kind of like just weird looking. I don't, A, I don't know how these people like escaped. Like most of the people escaped, by the way. Wait, you, you mean you mean like they they ran out of it on fire screaming, right? No, like just kind of like leisurely walking away from it. It's so bizarre looking on the video. We will play the video, not that this is a video format, but mostly because the commentary, this is my favorite part about it, the how bad like how obvious of a false flag it is. So, this is the official story. A some nerd named Herbert Morrison was recording a commentary onto an acetate disc for WLS Radio in Chicago. So apparently WLS Radio was going to play a segment on the radio about a blimp docking. Yeah, cool. Sounds like a good job. That's yeah, news did journalism. Did often back then? I think they docked a lot more often than you think, but... Okay, okay. Well, no, there's like, uh, like, okay, there's awesome photos in the early 1900s of blimps docking at the Empire State Building. That's why it has that spire at the top. That was to dock Zeppelins. Did you not? Yeah. Did you know that's that? That's really cool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you've mentioned it before, but yeah, that's, that's, yeah. Yeah. We've all seen pictures of that, right, Josh? definitely okay i played bioshock infinite or whatever i mean kind of <laughs> that's kind of what we were it was very steampunky just that's all you have for now it's okay. <laughs> that's the joke. a lot of a lot of steampunk stuff <laughs> zeppelins flying around places everything's like if we went down some kind of like dr seuss branch of technology like and everything's just like wacky steampunk shit um woozles and wazzles and dirigibles yes those that didn't really work <laughs> so um <laughs> anyways yeah they, they would dock zeppelins they were pretty commonplace um germany used the shit out of them in world war one they bombed they did like 50 some bombing runs in world war one where they bombed the fuck out of britain with these zeppelins because they had those shitty uh planes in world war one they couldn't fly high enough to shoot them down <laughs> So they just float up above them, just dropping bombs leisurely on England. It's kind of hilarious. And they, I think they used them in World War II also. They they used them for a long time. Like, um, we used them in World War II, right? Didn't you say that, Josh? Like, how many did the Navy build? Uh, I want to say it was like 150. Let me, let me see what here. Yeah, from 1942 till 19. 19- 45 154 airships were built for the u.s uh, for the u.s navy dude that's kind of crazy because um, all they talk yeah. about is the p-51 mustang they never talk about the the war air, air balloons that we had in world war ii ever yeah but what were they used for in world war ii because i could see those things getting easily shot down near a, like a an actual war front maybe it like how high could how high altitude could some of those planes go in like 1945 you might be able to fly those way higher. Like if you can be just chilling at like sixty thousand feet in a zeppelin, how how is a fighter jet in nineteen forty going to do anything to you? You're they're screwed. So, so from my understanding, they they 
uh, they were pretty susceptible to fighter jets or, or combat-wise rendered a little bit obsolete. Um, what I'm reading here, at least, is that the, uh, the primary airship tasks were a patrol and convoy escort near the American coastline, uh, organizing um, uh, convoys into, to direct ship movements, and uh, used in naval search and rescue operations. Um, and then some general like uh, supply stuff and whatnot. So they just used them to transport troops and for boats to follow. Oh, uh, seems to be the case. Yeah, it's the um, yeah, yep. It's probably much. like a good lookout for like boats yeah. to see like you know incoming. Yeah, um, it's actually great. Stuff like that, you got your yeah. whole fleet following a ca- captain of yesteryear in the Zeppelin. <laughs> just like <laughs> so. Anyways, we got to go the Hindenburg, dude. This audio, this guy is one of the worst actors I've ever heard in my life. He is like the blueprint for false flag actors. All these like over the top melodramatic people just reading a shit script. And then like when he has to go off cuff, it just like he just loses it and starts mumble mouthing his way through the rest of it. It's hilarious. Can we let's play the Hindenburg audio. We'll be watching the video, and I suggest you guys look up the audio, too. Just look up Hindenburg, Oh, the Humanity, and it'll immediately pop it, up. It'll be in the show notes <laughs> as well. That, that also. And the van had uh, cracked up a little bit. They backed motors with the ship, but just holding it uh, just enough to keep it from... It burst into flames. Get it started. Get it started. It's right, and it's rising. It's rising. Terrible. Oh, my. Get out of the way, please. It's burning, bursting into flames, and, and it's falling on the morning fast, and all the folks between us, this is terrible. This is the worst of the worst catastrophes in the world. Oh, it's like 20, oh, four or 500 feet into the sky, and it, it's a terrific crash, ladies and gentlemen. The smoke and the flames now, and the flame is crashing to the ground, not quite to the morning mass. All the humanity and all the passengers. I told you, I can't even talk to people. There's friends around there. It's, 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 uh, oh. I, I can't talk, ladies and gentlemen. Honestly, it's just laying down massive smoking wreckage. And everybody can't hardly breathe and talk and screaming. Lady, I, I'm sorry. Honestly, I, I can hardly breathe. I, I'm going to step inside while I cannot see it. Charlie, that's terrible. Uh, I can't. Uh, listen, folks, I, I'm going to have to stop for a minute. The guy's practically they, crying. Yeah, he just witnessed a horrible, horrible, tragic accident. And Aaron's sitting over here calling him an actor and shit. That's horrible. That's a horrifying thing to see. Did you notice the people just walking, like, out of the fire? Uh, r- running panicked like no there's like people running to it and then there's a couple people that just like walk out of the fire like they're not walking out of it i mean the resolution is not good enough and you don't see like the angle that they have because like they they saw it approaching and then they cut the film and then they started rolling like when they saw it started exploding or like catching fire and like it was zoomed in at the very tip of it you didn't get to see like how it crashed into the into the ground so yeah, but the thing was like engulfed in flame. Like, how did anyone escape that? Well, it, it seemed to kind of just be the, the skin of it that was on fire at first and kind of then the rest uh, burst into flames. I, I, I don't know the exact makeup of you know, the, the structure and 
how susceptible everyone was to that fire in, in the situation, but the f- it's not like, you know. The frame collapses in flames immediate, like almost immediately upon hitting the ground. I don't know how. I Okay, I could see three people surviving. How did more than half survive? Doesn't that seem absurd from looking at that? Well, but they were wearing their seatbelts, Aaron, so they crashed very safely into the ground. <laughs> 90% of the fire were like just went out by the time because like there's not a lot of fuel to burn in that situation. It's just like a the fabric that wraps the blimp and then the wood frame. Was it wood frame? Why the fuck is it wood frame? <laughs> like if hey, we built frame. Yeah, it was because the frame was on fire. What? There, no. I just saw it like collapsing. It wasn't. A, didn't look like it was on fire to me. Oh, it's very on fire, and it collapses yeah, immediately. That, okay. Yeah. The, the it looks way like a burning barn. And, like it's weird. Yeah. the The way that the frame collapses and, and is on fire leads me to think that it was made out of wood. But no, they would they would do those out of metal. Those frames were really? usually metal. I don't know what metal they used, like aluminum, or I don't know what the hell they used, but. I've watched some like videos on how they built those things. Are amazing. We need a zeppelin. We need to build a zeppelin at some point. I would love to. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's an aluminum alloy called a uh, duralumin. Oh man, we need to. <laughs> Hydrogen fire can't melt aluminum beams. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> you heard it here, folks. <laughs> so okay, so what's the official story on how this thing came down then? What what started the fire? Well, it's it's fueled with like they've got these like hydrogen tanks that keep it afloat inside the machine that like run. I don't even know how they run the engines because they watch this video where they're like a uh, Hindenburg survivor. He wasn't even a survivor. He was like he was like worked on the ground, like telling he was like worked where they're supposed to dock, like he's a dock worker telling him where to like land. Yeah. And he's just telling about how he saw it light on fire because it was like really windy or something. And they had to like full throttle the engines to try to fight the wind to get to where they needed to dock. And he saw sparks coming off it. And that apparently ignited the hydrogen and then exploded the whole thing immediately. Yeah, so I was looking through and there's a couple of like actual theories about it. Uh, they're thinking either the engine sparked, there was static electricity that um, sparked because the the skin to the blimp wasn't grounded to the frame. And then once they connected it to, once the rope attached to the ground and was anchored, that grounded the frame, but not the the skin, which made a capacitor, which made a spark, which caused the, uh, the, the flame to start. Um, and there, there's a couple others. A lot of them, there was a lot of sabotage questions going on as well but i I think there's a lot of like like shady shit that people were saying about like the nazi party back then trying to cover it up and all this stuff so there's a couple theories is that where you're questioning here the theories or just like that this is, is entirely fake well i think that this whole thing was like set up to be an event does that make sense oh a false flag event yeah like doesn't mean that it they didn't burn a blimp just that it was burned on purpose and uh this guy just wasn't there doing a really interesting radio show on a blimp docking he was there to film an event for like the government and the reason i would say that is because uh 
One year later, in 1938, President Roosevelt signed the Civil Aeronautics Act, which uh, gave reach to the federal government uh, to regulate uh, all air travel for safety. So with with the Hindenburg uh, crashing and burning, did were Zeppelins effectively immediately out of the picture so far as air travel went or commercial, or, uh, you know, commercial? Um, was that just a U.S. thing or say Germany still using them? Um, did this, uh, you know, aeronautic act, uh, act apply to um, airship travel as well? Pretty much it started going away like everywhere. We, except for military use for like another seven years, really they just like are gone. Like immediately sounds after lot, that. Sounds a lot like nuclear. <laughs> it I really does. Like powerful, nuclear power, like too powerful yeah. technology, Josh. The, the blimp. <laughs> yeah, there's some some scare tactic stuff and uh, you know, yeah. a couple meltdowns that just created a horrible public image for nuclear power. So they'd stop building new plants or like, you know, regulated them out the wazoo. So it made it impossible to, uh, yeah, to get that funded or to build them. And um, then they're pretty much, you know, the main applications of nuclear power. A lot of them, at least these days are just, you know, military. That, you know, that actually parallel, might, right? well, that actually might not be as bad of a uh, parallel as you think, because uh, I know Bob immediately scoffed. And it was like, oh, powerful technology, the blimp. What is the problem with, why wouldn't they want nuclear power, no, Bob? No. Too much energy for free? How about no, no, an no, air no, no, travel? No. Hold on. No, I'm just saying something so innocent as a blimp. Something that every, like, so like okay, it doesn't take that much money to, like, go and make a blimp and then to go travel the world in it. Yes, this is what I was going to say. It's the opposite end of the same it's the other side of the same coin so nuclear the reason that you wouldn't want that if you're let's say an oil baron is because it's a shit ton of energy for low cost whereas if you are the government you also don't want the population to have uh unlimited air travel for almost no energy cost which is what blimps were yeah so it's air tra it's basically freedom of movement anywhere as you want with almost no energy required, especially compared to planes. We already talked about that. What is it? Oh, no. A quarter of an Olympic a swimming pool. Gallons. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Where it's like, oh, yeah. 747. Uh, it's uh, 17 gallons a second <laughs> burning through those wings. It's like, what? It's something absurd. So I, I don't think the limiting factor with, uh, with Zeppelin's was the energy usage i think it was you know other limited other non-renewable resources uh such as the gas you use to to float them yeah. um so th i mean that's the, the the hindenburg had hydrogen in it and you can see that you know, pretty evidently with how quickly everything caught on fire but the reason they used hydrogen is because uh, helium was a, a, a like protected resource effectively it was a, a scarce and government protected resource at the time so I think that that's kind of more of what, you know, what went into them, uh, Zeppelins being less uh, less feasible or not as magically efficient as uh, at first glance they might uh, might so seem. So when did they make that regulation? Wait, 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 wait. Government regulation forced the Hindenburg to become more dangerous and to cost these people their lives. Is that what you're saying? 
Yes, and then the government had to step in and save us from the dangerous blimp that they made exist. Perfect, perfect wrap up. I'm sure if the Hindenburg hadn't happened, there there would have been a you know certain clauses included with this uh, Aeronautic Act of uh, 1938 that would have applied to would have fixed all of these problems related to zeppelins without using up our our natural resources. I'm sure. Unfortunately, in, the, in this instance, the government regulation uh, was, you know, a year behind in foresight. How, how about that? Quick, quick question about that. When, when did they claim that helium was this like rare resource that we have to? When did they start with that narrative that only the government can have the helium, basically? So, so I'm looking at the Helium Act of 1925, which the, the full title is an act authorizing the conservation, production and exploitation of helium gas a mineral resource pertaining to the national defense and to the development of commercial aeronautics and for other purposes. The exploitation of helium. That's the dumbest sentence I've ever the, the, heard. The implement life. using of helium. <laughs> like it's, it's, I've never, it's, it's never goddamn twenties language. I can never even conceive of a way to exploit helium. <laughs> we represent the lollipops guild, the lollipop. <laughs> Whenever you just every birthday party when you were seven, <laughs> suck in one of those. That's your that's how you exploit heliums. Immediately make fun of midgets. Like I said, uh, uh, pertaining to national defense. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Do you know who the biggest consumer of helium is? I know I've mentioned this before. <laughs> uh, go, go on, Aaron. I, I know you're so excited to share with the class. The government. Well, specifically, who in the government? NASA. Uh, do you know how much helium they use? Oh, was I right? Oh, um, <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna lowball it and say um, probably thirty gallons. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna say thirty thousand gallons. <laughs> 33,000 gallons. No, it's... Uh, oh, excuse me. 75 million cubic meters of helium. Oh, so those... Um, do you know who's number two? Uh, that corresponds with 1,000 liters, right? Is that... I have no, no idea no, that's what... Not quite, that's not quite right. That's <laughs> not quite right. I'll... I'll... I'm not doing cubic meters to liters. Yeah. I know that. Well, I'm imagine... not doing that off the top of my head. <laughs> All you metric conversions are not, yeah. <laughs> but not more importantly, easy. do you know who the second place company, what the second place people in the world for helium consumption is? Um, it's what? so stupid. Macy's. <laughs> the, for the, for the, their the parade. Like, floats? For the parade floats? Yeah. Yes. They use 500,000 cubic meters so they use one 150th they use less than a percent of what nasa uses nasa's the only they're basically effect, effectively they use with all the companies combined nasa still uses like 90 percent plus of all the helium in the world what i think that's f- a million liters but okay good for nasa so this is all just sat- no, not good stuff. For NASA. nasa is exploiting our fucking helium <laughs> Yeah, dude. uh, Okay, so this is many parts to this Hindenburg shit. They immediately, the federal government immediately regulates all of air travel for for safety. 
You know when they do something for safety because their number one goal is to keep us safe, they're definitely not scamming you out of something. Whoa, whoa, but Aaron, right after they passed that, they won a whole year without any airplane crashes. They, they like, I'm sure there were a dozen the year before. They saved dozens of lives. That was the most insane brag ever. Is the whole point of the Hindenburg is that one time a balloon burned and of course, like the anti, there was like this anti-conspiracy page on on Zeppelins, and they made it sound as crazy as possible. Obviously, in like arguing straw man arguments that no one's making, where they're like, people think the Hindenburg was covered in thermite paint. And you're like, what the fuck are you talking? <laughs> no one's ever. I've never heard anyone say that ever. Um, but uh, shit, what was I just talking about? Oh my god. The, the anti-conspiracy page, how they're trying to debunk the, the Zeppelin crashes. No, right before that. No Zeppelin no Zeppelin has ever crashed before. Oh, yeah, that was the oh, other wait, thing. what about that one? No, they're like, there's many Zeppelins that have crashed before, and they were all, like, due to machine gun fire during the war. It was like, uh, that's not the same as crashing, like, being oh, shot that's down. Right. That's right. They were trying to disprove the right... Uh, people claim that, uh, what was it, Zeppelins are are very safe and there was no accidents. He's like, but here's images of World War One where they were being shot down and being destroyed. It's like, wait a second. <laughs> All the other accidents you could pull from was like war, <laughs> war fronts. I mean, an, an airplane would have dodged those bullets. And, and uh, you know, also, have you considered the humanity of the humanity and all the fans just feeding around it? <laughs> God damn, that guy sucks. <laughs> <laughs> fucking, Her- fucking Herbert. <laughs> but uh, that was the, the the brags. Their brags are so stupid because they're like, the Hinden- we can't do Zeppelins because they're too dangerous. Also, because we regulated air travel, we went one whole year without a plane crashing. It's like, so planes crashed all the time then. So why are they more safe than Zeppelins? Well, don't worry about it. Also, we need all the all the helium. It's it's super rare. We're about to hit peak helium at any moment now. <laughs> Are we about to run out of helium? How much helium? One hundred and seventeen years. On, on... Actually, actually, I, I think I think I have an answer for you. Uh, from I have some pretty recent updates from uh twenty nineteen and twenty twenty. Uh, so so June twenty first, uh, twenty nineteen. CNBC wanted to wanted us to know. The world's helium supplies are running dangerously low. Here's why. But, 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 June 5th, 2020, almost exactly one year later, Physics Today wanted us to know helium shortage has ended. At least for now. Scientists say they can get as much of the light element as they need. So I, I think I think we're in the clear. Well, that's fucking good. Maybe the rest of us can use use some as well because the scientists are the only people that can have access to it all of a sudden for for some ungodly reason. What 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 would be one it for, Bob? Zeppelins. <laughs> I want to make a zeppelin. Did you not hear me making Zepp- fun of dude, Bob? That's Nazi technology. Why would you want Nazi technology? Well, Josh, how long do you Did have? You. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Also to make fun of midgets. I don't know if you, yeah. you heard <laughs> yeah. that reason before. It's a, I think that's valid. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, all of a sudden, you know, so NASA uses literally all the helium. And what have I been telling you guys? Uh, 
all the satellites are on fucking big balloons. All of it. <laughs> They're not just cooling systems. They're using well, 75 million cu- cubic meters of fucking helium or whatever. They're using one per... They're claiming that the helium was going to run out in 117 years. So they're using almost 1% of the world's helium every year. That's a shit ton of fucking helium. That's a literal metric fuck ton of helium. Now, now normally I wouldn't be too concerned, but uh, considering, you know, the, the rocket application of, of helium and, uh, you know, some of those important needs for, for this particular element uh, in 117 years from now, that's about exactly when we're going to mi- have to be migrating our whole population to Mars. So, like, we kind of need, you know, rockets and space shuttles and stuff to be operating. Like, we, we don't helium to be our limiting factor. And, like, that's the, the egg on our face for why we didn't make it to Mars and survive as a species. That's a really good point. We need to send 117 years worth of Bezos dildos into space or else uh, what would humanity do without NASA having all of the helium? <laughs> <laughs> I can so dumb. They've they've gas powered dildos now. <laughs> it's crazy. Like that's crazy that they use that much. Like they use all of it and then constantly cry. Their scientists constantly cry how like people shouldn't be using helium at like birthday parties. The article after article about dumb shit like that. Like there's a scam going on there. We need it for the science. Yeah, we, we need it for things like uh, purging and pressurizing the propulsion system in tanks of rockets or for cooling MRI machines and anything else on my bulleted list here. So, so Bob, Bob, you live in the water shortage state. What's your opinion on like, what's your, your personal experience on the whole uh, you know, personal use of this limited resource versus, you know, this crazy commercial amount, uh, you know, analogous to helium? Are you kidding me? I, I live in California, and I, I'm putting in fescue yeah, the water grass. shortage state. Yeah, I'm putting in fescue grass. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> that, that's the, that's <laughs> the kind of water grass that like, doesn't take a lot of water, right? No, it's the kind that takes, like, you have to water it, like, four times a day. <laughs> Bob, I might be calling the Homeowners Association on you. <laughs> Dude, that's fancy as hell. I didn't even know there were different kinds of grass. I thought, like, lawn grass was just grass. And then once in a while, you get, like, sawgrass. That shit on your green on the green ain't the same as your backyard. Yeah, yeah. No, no. I'm not going for the the cheap, easily growable fescue like or um, a Bermuda wheatgrass. I'm going for the fescue. It's it's cream the crop. Takes a fuck ton of water. I'm I'm gonna love it. Yeah, I can tell I'm a really bad employee. Is I was literally a landscaper on a golf course. <laughs> I literally out there with a big mower, just not caring. Like I just cut it really. I just thought it was a good mower. I just cut it real low and uh, <laughs> nice and tight to the ground. I love that. <laughs> but okay, do you guys think that there's some kind of grabble going on? Don't you think it's a little weird that in 37 the Hindenburg crashes? Uh, ten years before that, they're like, uh, helium belongs to only the government now. Then they they have a blimp, one blimp goes up in flames and they're like, uh, no one can use blimps anymore. Also, we're regulating all air travel for safety. Even and we're gonna brag about planes not crashing for one whole year and put that all on our backs. At the same time, saying one blimp crash means all blimps are done, but planes can crash all the time and it's fine. 
I like having absolute control over air safety and air control. They they still couldn't prevent 9-11 either. So there's that. <laughs> <laughs> now, now I'm just imagining what it would have been like had a blimp crashed into the, the, the World Trade Centers. It would have been harder that's to the, fake. That's the timeline I want to live in. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think it would have done a, a whole lot there, Josh. <laughs> Okay, fine. It's just a goofy image in my head. Yeah. All right. I want to go. I want to go from from this now. So at least that's the official narrative in the event. But my real, the real closing argument on this being stupid and kind of like set up and gay is this guy's acting, and play like a little bit of a clip of him, and then play some of these uh, false flag actors that have been caught in the past because they're. Some of the funniest things I've ever heard in my entire life. All the humanity and all the fans Notice that, like, he doesn't actually say anything after that. He just, like, mumbles some nonsense. And that's what he does for, like, most of the video here. So let's get... He's too distraught. Let's get the most ridiculous one here. This this lady's really distraught here. Dude, it's, it's young Wayne Sexton. Yeah, I was going to say, Wayne Sexton from the 70s. Nobody wants to be in. And please, could we do something with the assault weapons so that we can <laughs> stop this club from ever getting any new members? <laughs> Dude, so. the freaking... Uh, I love that, like, every time one of their... Like, my son was shot to death. Also, can we pass Bill 117B <laughs> ban on assault weapons? <laughs> Most ridiculous shit ever. If somebody was like, hey, do you want to talk about your son being shot? My mom would be like, get the fuck out of my face. No, I don't want to talk to any I'll, of you people. I'll kill you, you low-class slut. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> yeah, it's insane. <laughs> Please play the... Please play the the gay guy talking about his friend. That one oh, is God. amazing. So uh, that the, the lady was from Sandy Hook, right? This one is from the Pulse nightclub shooting. No, I believe. No, no. That this is both from the Pulse nightclub. That was also that lady was from Pulse nightclub. Her her gay oh. son got shot. Oh, okay, okay. What would you tell him? That you're the best friend like you're my best friend and nothing's gonna stop that there's no bullet that could ever break a friendship fact checkers have found this mostly false <laughs> every every bullet can stop any friendship <laughs> well it, it takes approximately six bullets to stop a friendship so that's why I have to limit clips to six sorry seven bullets six you, you get the joke <laughs> I actually, I didn't get that one either. This is why we need HBC 101. The the magazine capacity <laughs> bill passed immediately in the house. Come on, everyone. Boycott the NRA. Oh, I'm sorry. This is, that's the Paul wrong clip. Paul, you're congressman. That, that's the <laughs> wrong clip. Yeah. I, okay. First off, that guy's claim is retarded. <laughs> a, a bullet cannot break a friendship. Is that what he said? <laughs> Yeah, it was amazing. <laughs> I I love Crisis actors. They're literally my favorite actors by far. I'm, I'm pretty <laughs> sure 
that the bullet breaks more than just one friendship at a time. I'm pretty sure it's like 30 friendships all in one <laughs> that it gets rid of. <laughs> but <laughs> no, Aaron, Aaron, that's what we need to do. We need to do the, the OK Homos, which is the Oscars for crisis actors. We have a special episode every year where we compile all the clips. and the award. Yes. OK. They just don't happen oh enough, though. It would have to be like every 10 years, you know. That way you'd have like six events or like seven events. But I feel like they'd need me with it. Okay. No, you could you could induct we'll one out. every year into the Hall of Fame. Like the, the Golden Homo oh, Award. Go. The Golden Homo Award, yes. <laughs> See, I really like this one. Aaron didn't catch this one because it's at the very end. If that weapon had been in place, he wouldn't have had that gun. Um, but what happened instead, what happened, tw- you know, 22 decades ago was that the... <laughs> assault weapons ban was left to expire and they had started at that time the cdc had started researching on ways to prevent gun violence and what happened instead was that the nra and the nssf got a hold of some of our elected officials and they and they were able to get them to stop trying to find out ways to get information to prevent gun violence while we weren't looking they um, well, we weren't paying attention. They changed the laws. They let these things expire. Susan. The- <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> well, let me let me try to catch that again. You like see her holding up the paper too? God damn! Yeah, it. she's just straight up holding the paper. You can see the the paper in the frame. This is MSNBC, and she's being interviewed by one of Lawrence O'Donnell. And hold on, she says it right here. They let these things expire. I'm gonna mess up. She goes, "Oh God, I messed up," and she looks off camera. <laughs> and then she starts like, chuckling to herself. Yeah, I I, I pause it at the frame where she's smiling. <laughs> now, to be fair, this doesn't say Sandy Hook victims, but she's a mother of Sandy Hook Elementary student, so she's presumably, possibly, has a dead child. And she's reading an essay about how the NRA got a hold of our politicians and changed laws from two decades ago and how we need to. No, ban no, all no, the no, guns. no, no, she no, 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 no. She's jumping around so much. I don't even know what she's saying. She said 22 decades ago. No, she said she said two decades. <laughs> OK, she's she about to say 20 years and she said two decades. Yeah, yeah she's she's so that's not the stupid thing. She just jumps around so much like. The, the NSSF, the NRA, the assault weapons ban 20 years ago. If they didn't have this gun, uh, but they, they kidnapped the congressman. I don't know. She, it's, it's, <laughs> uh, makes no sense. I, I just love how she looks off screen there. And she goes like, I messed that one up. Didn't I? Dude, these, oh, I fucked it up. It's like all scripted. Like you can tell these are scripted. This is a great scripted. One of my favorite scripted responses of all time. Like 40 minutes after 9-11. After the towers fall. And then I witnessed both towers collapse, one first and then the second, mostly due to structural failure because the fire was just too intense. Uh. <laughs> 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 You're just like, wait, what, what is, what? Wow. Uh, goddamn civil engineer over here. Yeah, nailed it. That's exactly what happened. You're right. That is the official story. <laughs> <laughs> you, you called it. You just looked at what you saw and you just nailed it. <laughs> Wait, wait. So, Aaron, these clips are supposed to make us believe that the the Hindenburg commentator was also a fake. Yes. 
They have the same acting. They have the same acting quality as a random guy named Herbert in 1937 pretending to do a boring radio show and then just being like, "Oh, the humanity." Oh, I can't. Oh, it, it, one of my favorite lines that he says is like, he goes, oh, it's terrible. Everybody here can't breathe. Everybody there can't breathe. Everyone agrees. He, this, he goes, everyone agrees it's the worst thing they've ever seen. He just saw he's talk, talking about it in <laughs> real time. It just ha- it's happening in front of him. And he said, who is everybody agrees? What is he talking about? <laughs> that was like his improv. That's insane. That's insane. And every Whoa. time that these people sound like complete assholes, people just go, "Oh well, you've never been in a situation where you're panicked, so you don't know how you would react." It's like, come on! I wouldn't forget my own language. You've never been to 1937. You just don't know how people talked back then. Here, let's yeah. give a, let, let's do another example of how the Hindenburg guy was a crisis actor, and then we'll go to another example of crisis actors in real time. So, all the humanity and all the fans are just feeding around it. Very compelling, very compelling. Okay. <laughs> and now we have this guy. And I'm pissed because my daughter, I'm not going to see again. She's not here. She's not here. She's at in, in North Lauderdale at whatever it is, King David Cemetery. That's. <laughs> Oh god! He, he looks like a guy who doesn't know how to act. Like some high school student thrown up on stage trying to read from a script. Yeah. Like so, so stiff. Dude, he, I, I don't know who's worse, this retard. Like he sounds like every homeless guy that's like trying to get booze money from me. Or like the dad. Remember the Sandy Hook dad that's laughing and joking, and then as soon as he thinks the cameras are on, he's like, "My child." was in there like oh my god these people it's just insane whoa maybe he was just the really shitty dad oh god there's two more i want you to play and then we'll be done with it please play the chick that thinks that the book blocked the bullets to the gun oh perfect i thought you were gonna skip this one this is too no good was way. this book a bi- was this book a bible <laughs> Yes. Should have been. Did you um, my tell friend, me about she, that? Yeah, she was. Um, we were. We were, She was the one who pushed me, and we were running. Like we were already situated in the um, by the bookshelf, and she's like, "Grab a book, grab a book." So I took a book. It was a tiny book, but I took a book and I held it up, and I believe maybe then some the book kind of deterred some of the bullets, uh, so it didn't hit me so badly. But she was the one who gave me the idea. So that when the bullets don't hit you so badly, (laughs) by the way, she's, she's not injured. (laughs) (laughs) The the caption says wounded student speaks out. Um, And I I feel like when she says badly, she like is how she would normally speak. She would say bad, but she's reading the script with like the, the proper adverb tense and it's badly. And then she just goes on from there. (laughs) <laughs> and she's just like um it, it really is a bunch of people the people that are writing this have never been around a gun they just yes. know that like that they don't know how it works they're like oh, yeah the bullet 
the bullets probably get like uh you know they bounce the different they get misdirected by the book she was holding up uh, they get deterred excuse you very much yeah and please play the last girl bob that just is like the most unprofessional actor of all time that <laughs> thinks like the cameras aren't rolling the whole time she's amazing yeah. This one's great. There have been multiple injuries. We have one of the witnesses here, Emma, who will... Yes. One of the survivors who is going to... And we Did you quite... hear the blast? No. No. No one... I don't think any... Unless you were in the carriage, you wouldn't have heard it, because, yeah, no, just screams, um, running. And obviously, you know, it, it is... Um, it does coincide when, with, um, with the same period that schools are reopening, so do you do... There were, were there lots a lot of school of, children yeah. in their uniforms, and that was really heartbreaking to see some of them hurt. Hello? I've just seen my friend. I've got to go. Okay. Hi. Thank you, Anna. Thank you for talking to us. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> Dude, she's in the middle of saying how heartbreaking it is, and then just well, immediately... nonchalant about that, too. To, oh, it's very heartbreaking. Oh, and she sees, like, one person she's kind of an acquaintance with across the street and immediately her full face lights up. Oh, hello. I gotta go. <laughs> and she's smiling. She's beaming. She witnessed, I think, it was a suicide bombing. <laughs> in yeah, like, like school London. children exploded, <laughs> apparently. <laughs> and she walks up, and, like, the, the reporter at the very, very start of that is kind of low. Uh, but she introduces the lady. She's like, we're going to speak to so-and-so. And the, the lady comes from off camera and she's smiling. She's like, hi, it's Evelyn, by the way. <laughs> she, like, she was so ready to to have like an interview right there on the street with RT. That was beautiful. Oh, oh my God. Like, it's either ultra uh, disingenuous or ultra melodramatic. It's the only two ways these people can go with their acting. See, okay, here's another one, another favorite one of mine, actually. Josh, uh, how many times have you gone to a music uh, festival and been like, well, it's it's just too much of a hassle to have all like these keys and stuff like on me. So I'm going to leave my car keys in my car with my car unlocked at a music festival. Uh, I, I've not done that. I've not left my car keys in the car just because uh, it's a hassle. Well, I mean, you, you do that when you go to like the grocery store, right? No, I've, I've done that, uh, running before, like running at a nature preserve before, but that's about it. <laughs> okay. Well, this is a guy from, uh, the, is it the Mandalay Bay Vegas shooting? The Vegas shooting. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Let's listen to this guy. Forgot about this one. Once we got over the fence, uh, I saw a parking lot actually just behind me over here with work trucks. And uh, typically during a festival, uh, multiple people use a truck and they tend to leave keys. And I was hoping that was the case and uh, lucked out on the first truck, opened the door and the keys were there and uh, looked at Jen and said, let's go uh, get some people. I, actually, wait, I, I did I did think of a scenario. So uh, here in D.C., a number of the parking garages are set up where um, there, there's double parking. And if you're on you have someone parked in, you're supposed to leave your key in the car. So uh, there there is like some scenarios in which keys can be left in cars uh, at places. I don't 
<clears throat> don't think that applies here. Yeah, I don't think that. No, he 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 cracked the code. The Vegas shooting's real. <laughs> the most uh, well, you're welcome, everyone. The most well investigated and explained shooting in American history. Yeah, it's definitely <laughs> Josh, Josh got it. <laughs> so yeah, that's it. That's the Hindenburg. I'm just claiming that it is a false flag. It's the most horribly acted thing I've ever seen. A bunch of results come out of it that don't make any sense. Like, uh, we get all the helium and also federally regulate all safety of all flights. And uh, so, yeah, deal with it. So, like, what was the actual? It it seems like a false flag to me just because of like the actual death count to it, right? How many people survived? I think 30 died, 60 survived. I think 25, 25 out of 60 died, I thought. 25 died, 35 survived. Something like that. Oh, yeah, that's what I said. Sorry. Um, okay. 35 died, and uh, the, the remainder of the 97, however many that is, the 60, 62 survived. Oh, yeah, okay. you're right. So out of 97 people, only 35 died. How, did you guys see 62 people scrambling out of that fucking thing like do you can you even conceive of a way that that's possible not really uh, yeah i don't because I they were up a, a few hundred feet in the air when it started collapsing right because they were yeah. attempting to dock they were in the process of docking they had actually anchored one side of, of the of the blimp to the ground um it couldn't have been that far. I mean, it was, it's a long fall. Like they, they even say many people died from free falling out of the blimp as it was coming down when they jumped too early or something. But it's like, I guess but everyone else is how like, it's an enclosed fucking blimp. Like did they, did the wall burn in front of them? And then they no, jumped all through a flaming. Them. Cause the container is below the, the blimp area, right? Like the passenger corridor and the engines and all that like it's all attached to the very bottom center of the blimp I, right i get that but it's not a fucking I mean, dance some floor of the space goes up into the blimp but it, yeah it, it's not like a it's not a dance floor it's not this open area it's not like it's a pavilion that's open air hanging out that they can all jump out of there's like a doorway you, you couldn't get 62 survivors out of a movie theater that burned in six seconds like that may dude the thing burns so fast yeah it, okay In, instantly You're making a case. instantly and what how did they all leave they if if it's not from the inside of the blimp part and it's the underside what did they escape out of they just walked out of the door oh yeah no problem <laughs> yeah the the tail end crushed down took all the impact because it came down like ass in first, right? And then you know they got jarred around a little bit when it landed in like the actual like storage unit where they all very are. highly shock rated. Yeah, you know that survived intact, and and then everything was burned away by the time, and they were just like, oh okay, and they just walked away. You know, it makes way more sense to me since they have three <laughs> seconds of footage of it coming in, and then it's dot it's partially docked, and then all of a sudden it explodes. Is they docked the blimp. No one gave a shit because blimps happened. Like, no one was, like, standing there doing a radio program on a blimp. They unloaded their CIA crew, 
Then they lit the shit on fire with no one on board and then had a bunch of people run around the fucking flames and go, uh, yeah, they all got away. Uh, 35 people died. It's just like Vegas. What 35? Who? How many people died? Who? Oh, this guy. Don't worry about it. Like, it seems like they just lit an empty blimp on fire, in my my opinion, and then made up a story because they do that all the time. I, that's way more probable to me. It it lit because of end like the engine was like the the only survivor talking about how they had the engines at full power and it was sparking and all of a sudden it exploded. It's like I I just think they lit the shit on fire and no one was even on it. Mm. Okay. It's already docked. It's already we already established that it's like half docked. You know what's interesting? One person on the ground died. One ground crew member died from that event which begs the question (laughs) was he just not paying attention (laughs) (laughs) well (laughs) or did he run like parallel to to the blimp as it was crashing (laughs) or let's say that their story is 100 percent real okay uh a blimp fell 200 feet while in in a free fall after it lit on fucking fire and burned to a crisp in seven seconds and he just wasn't moving quick enough to get the fuck out of the way. Like, no, no. Did, did, didn't you? Didn't you read? He he committed suicide two weeks later because of the trauma. <laughs> yeah, he he tased his balls to death. <laughs> <laughs> oh Jesus. God, the Hindenburg's so stupid. Please, everybody, look that up. It's so dumb. That's great. The fact that they say sixty-two people escaped that thing is absurd. That doesn't make any sense. Josh, what's your take? Do you believe them or not? Do you think it's a false flag event? Uh, I, I don't think it necessarily has to be to get the intended effect. I it it very well could be, but um, you know, for to get Zeppelins off the market, they just had to take a couple pretty pictures and have someone yelling, "Oh, the humanity!" and uh, the, voila, that's all the evidence they really needed back then. So it, it doesn't really have to be. So I, I'm, you know. For the sake of simplicity, I'll say it's not. Well, hold on. Here's here's another example of why it is. One more example of why it is. Why the fuck do we learn about that constantly? Why why does every single person in the world know about the Hindenburg? Why would we need to know? Like, we don't know about train crashes. Wait, yeah. Yeah, this is like the most useless piece of information, piece of history to learn. Wait, because third graders need to know that blimps and zeppelins are not safe. They are absolutely dangerous. <laughs> but Archer told me it was really safe. <laughs> yeah, but they were using helium in Archer. <laughs> oh, okay. They lived in a fantasy world where helium was plentiful. No one can use helium but NASA and Macy's. So, Aaron, just remind me again. The U.S. government took over control of the, what was it, the air traffic? Absolute control over a year after this event? Yeah, federally regulated uh, all of air travel in the United States uh, one year after this event, almost to the day. It was like 13 months later. Dude, think of the 35s of lives they could have saved. That's all I <laughs> they did say. Excuse me. Ah, I like that joke, Josh. <laughs> that, one, that one got me. 
I'm, I'm pretty sure just out of that sheer fact, it's it's fake and gay. Oh, yeah, just just a year later, we're grabbing for power again. Oh, yeah, yeah. Dude, there's been pileups on throughways that killed more people than the Hindenburg, and we learn about it in school, and everyone knows about it. Everyone that's ever existed yeah, knows okay, the Hindenburg. The, the school curriculum thing is is getting to me. You're like, how how stupid that is. Why is that in um, there? There's less there we learned less about Genghis Khan than we did than we did about the Hindenburg. We learned less about the Cold War than we did about the Hindenburg. Like it, 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 Jesus. <laughs> Definitely learned less about balancing a checkbook or how not to take out a mortgage or getting a crippling student debt than you learned about the Hindenburg. Yo, you're right. <laughs> we need a second chapter on the Dust Bowl. In yeah. our middle middle school history curricula, perfect. Yeah, just reading the grapes of wrath wasn't enough. We have to <laughs> let's listen to that entire uh, the <laughs> Dust Bowl Blues album there. Yeah, the, the Woody Guthrie album, perfect. <laughs> uh, do you guys want to hear? Well, that's it for the Hindenburg. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think it's fake as shit. I think Josh is a I, retard for not thinking it's fake. I, I'm coming around, but. Uh, <laughs> 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 well, but, I do have a science discovery segment. Ooh, nice. Okay. Did Did you see the headline? It's It's amazing. Earth's rotation Wait, is slowing down, and it could be why we have oxygen for life on Earth. <laughs> So wait, if if we sped it up, would we have more helium for our zeppelins? <laughs> is is that how like it, it, gases on the Earth work? Fuck off, Josh. <laughs> uh, Please explain it. why this why this headline oh, this, this isn't retarded. Makes sense. Ever since the formation around four point five billion years ago, write that one down, Aaron. Earth's rotation has been gradually slowing down, and its days gotten progressively longer as a result. While the Earth's slowdown is not noticeable on human timescales, it's enough to work significant changes over eons. One of those changes, new research suggests, is perhaps the most significant of all, at least to us. Lengthening days have now been linked to the oxygenation of Earth's atmosphere. Yeah. That's it. They they talk about they talk about an algae that's uh yeah with, with its plant respiration does the, yeah produces oxygen for the um for the environment so I'm I'm assuming that the longer days are more conducive to algae doing their chemical reactions or something. No, this is so fucking stupid. You know why? Because they always do this. They're like, oh, you can't notice it because it's one trillionth of a microsecond a year, but over an eon. It's a four-second longer day, which helped this algae make all the oxygen. It's like, fuck you. It's so stupid. I think, actually, the reason that uh, we have all the oxygen for life is because we're in an enclosed system, like a terrarium, that constantly recycles everything, and like it, it's a perfectly uh, balanced... What's it, what's it uh, called? Self-sustaining environment? I think that's why. Not because of... Uh, <laughs> Three second longer days over an eon. Well, the the whole point here is that uh, plants need sunlight for photosynth- uh, photosynthesis, and they use that to create oxygen from plants. Therefore, the more sunlight, the more oxygen. And it's like they're they're taking elementary understandings of of what how things work, 
and they drew a conclusion from that. They're like, oh, wow, the, the, the day becoming longer is a good thing. We have more oxygen because plants can, can process better. This is why this is retarded. You want to go back, back to elementary logic? On the other side, that means the night is longer. Do they lose the oxygen? What the fuck are you talking about? This is retarded. No, I'll here. I'll I have a couple other sentences to read from this that that might help. Um. So, firstly, <clears throat> we know based on the fossil record, the days were just eighteen hours long, one point four billion years ago. Uh, blah blah blah. But um, and then they uh, they have an explanation kind of where um. Yeah, intuition, intuition suggests uh, two 12-hour days should be similar to one 24-hour day, but the release of oxygen from bacterial mats does not uh, uh, blah, 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 because it is limited by the speed of molecular diffusion. The subtle uncoupling, un- uncoupling of oxygen release from sunlight is at the heart of the mechanism. So it's kind of thing. It seems like there's kind of a, a you know couple hours in the morning that the, the algae needs to, to warm up and get its process going. Uh, and then it gets more productive hours during the day than if it has multiple smaller days for this uh, for this to function. So um, yeah, there, there's you know there's a premise behind it. All right, so 1.4 billion years ago, they're saying 3.1 billion years into Earth, it was 18 hour days. So what was it at 300 million years old? Was it spinning around like a tub? Was it going 4,000 miles an hour? And it was six hour days like has it been progressively slowing down and of course it's a measurement of time that we can never check up on so they can just write it and no one can ever say that they know from they don't know how old fossils are they know how long the sun was out because of a fucking half of a molar are you kidding me (laughs) (laughs) yes i mean we we have we we've been able to create this this perfect trend line over the last uh know one and a half billion years which suggests that every uh century we gain 1.8 milliseconds no oh actually what happened is uh we asked the dames fly and they said yeah 350 million years ago is only uh 20 20 hour days so yeah. yeah i mean we we can see that the damsel fly is specifically evolved for a uh for a, a 20 hour day. So we know that it, you know, it must have come to its current state in evolution uh 600 million years ago. God. Thanks Aaron for helping for helping explain this uh, otherwise complex scientific concept to our listeners. Also just a real short real short one for uh lawyers discover. Um so Alberta of the province in Canada find this bit they a shut this business owner's business down i think his name is patrick king and then he went and let he just started all these protests and really annoyed the shit out of the government so they gave him a 1200 dollars fine and he went to court to fight it and he got these really good lawyers and they subpoenaed the canadian ministry of health for proof of covid they wanted proof that they had isolated the vi- virus and had any scientific backing on enacting any of these restrictions at all. And so the court immediately threw out his case and said, no, you're fine. You don't have to pay the fine. And he said, wait, no, fuck you. And then sued the director or whatever of the Canadian Ministry of Health 
for and still wanted this info. And so the court threw that case out, but then Canada got greedy and the Canadian Ministry of Health sued him for like defamation. I don't know what the hell they sued him for exactly. And he still, so he re-requested that information and they had to admit that they had no such material evidence. And then in an unrelated, uh, an unrelated string of events, uh, Alberta lifted all of its restrictions like a week later. (laughs) It had nothing to do with that court documents. Nothing to do with it, guys. Yeah, I mean... uh... Well, I was going to say, look it up. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. The the office of the health minister of Alberta said the lifting of the public health measures was in no way connected with the case referenced in the video. Case closed. No way. No way. I mean, it doesn't connect the two. What we're doing to lock stuff down and our inability to, to produce proof of said pandemic has nothing to do with one another. (laughs) I mean, so, so... There, there's, there's another article here um, that Canadian University back in sometime 2020 was able to isolate and identify identify the coronavirus, uh, the, the SARS-CoV-2 virus. So, like, you know, Canada's accomplished this. But I'm, I'm assuming that there's some issue with, uh, like, a CDC patent or some proprietary confidential information that they did. They're just not at liberty to share with the courts and to, you know, some civilian like this. It's, it's a very unfortunate, you know, situation. And we'd have loved to have fined this, this man and his business. But, you know, it's uh, it caught up in paperwork, I'm sure. Well, if you guys want to look it up, it's pretty funny. It's Her Majesty the Queen versus Patrick King. In that case is hilarious because they had to admit that they have no proof that COVID is real because as we all know it's fake and gay all right that's pretty much the show and uh, we're just going to end it on uh the worst note ever freaking trevor <laughs> trevor moore the uh lead in whitest kids you know died apparently in what it's speculated to be a moonshining accident the dumbest Alcohol way to die poisoning? ever. No, like I think he meth lab exploded like his trailer that he was making, like his bathtub he was making moonshine in. I think that sucks. Yeah, his yeah, family didn't want to. His family didn't want to divulge too much about it, but he's dead at the age of forty-one. Um, whitest kids right after you know. he got whitest kids, you know, back too. He got the yeah. rights back. Yeah, one of the funniest people alive. Dude, best yeah, best sketch really. comedy troop ever so we're gonna end it on one of his songs and uh cabbage i swear to god if you fucking cut this song off early and don't just let the song play since the episode's already over i will punch you straight in the dick thanks for listening guys have a good one Well, it's no secret our country's in some trouble here. The left is mad, the right's enraged, and the middle's disappeared. The fat cats expect us to bail out them and all their friends. And when they've spent our money, they stick out their hands again. It's times like this that each 